And we're going to launch real fast. Okay. Three, two, one. Welcome to the save room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Perpetually Kevin. And my name is doomed to be Daniel. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. This is episode 64. Ooh, finally. The 64-bit edition. You did it. I'm take, so happy. Take my cartridge out and blow me. <laughs> oh, I'll blow you anytime, buddy. <laughs> oh, fantastic. It is June 8th. Pre-3, everybody. I'm having some pre-3 ejaculation. Wow. Yeah. It's a little pre 3 Nope, uh, nope. That one fucking crashed and burned. okay. Mm, that's all right. Most of them are plunkers. Most of this is just us spitballing stuff yeah. anyway. So we kind of have a short one ahead of us roommates. We wanted to just get some kind of pre-3 hype news predictions in and out of the way. We we wanted to get in. So by the time you listen to this, E3 will have happened and they <laughs> will have definitely announced Dino Crisis coming to all platforms crossplay. Yeah. Um, but and most of our predictions will be null and void at that point. Yeah. No, they, yeah. They're, they'll be terrible. They'll be terrible. And yeah. then everyone's going to get disappointed when The Witcher 3 doesn't actually fit on a Switch cartridge or it comes out in four cartridges. I can see that happening. Yeah? Yeah. That you gotta get multiple cards for that shit? No, you know what it's gonna be? The card's gonna be, like, the first, like, third of the game, mm-hmm. and the rest you have to download onto your itty-bitty SD card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's gonna happen yeah. for sure. So, let's get it out of the way. If you don't know us, you should know us. We're The Save Room. You can find us in SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show. Remember that. Yeah. Or if you don't want to remember that, just look us up on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. I'm missing something. RS feeds, uh, Stitcher. Um, I on, on the in the back seat of your car. Look out <laughs> <laughs> on your old AM radio. You know that dusty cassette tape that you don't know what it is. Yeah. Pop it in. It's us. Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> But if you feel so inclined, please give us a share, give us a like, give us a follow, and give us a fat review on iTunes. That'd mean a lot to us. A meaty review. Just pick apart every single opinion that we have and Mm -hmm. then realize you wasted your time. They're just opinions, not facts. Fuck off, fucker. Eject tape. What would be the internet without a little dispute? That's true. There's a lot of disputes going on. Uh, We'll get it out of the way as well. Uh, You can find us both on Twitch together staring at each other. Mm Twitch.tv slash the Red Herb is my jammy. Your jammy. Twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels is mine yeah. fantastic i'm gonna be doing a lot of um e3 coverage we're gonna do like uh live shows yeah. we're gonna watch the conferences that is in the past now if you're listening to this that is the past you missed it go check out my past broadcast i probably took my shirt off well real quick you did a pokemon watch along i did how'd that go for oh you? my god that's not in the dock let's just dive right into it sure pokemon direct <laughs> happened last week <laughs> and we we got some more sword and shield play which is my favorite kind of bed of play yeah uh we saw some cool things one you can finally control the fucking camera like it's 1996 all over again with mario 64 you can do it daniel it's miyamoto's dreams actualized it is it is too much freedom for a pokemon game Mm -hmm. i i feel like we should boycott this this doesn't make sense i like the comparisons that people are making of breath of the wild to this game like the player character walking up to the main expanse and it kind of panning out and it's just like "Hmm, seems familiar what is wrong with everybody it's like oh it's very breath of the Wild. you know we had expansive open world games before nintendo yeah it was the fucking like mold nobody's walking up going like man this pokemon looks like morrowind like come on (laughs) but it does look cool so big thing you have raid battles and you're thinking whoa what are we raiding against giant fucking pokemon that's pretty dope brilliant what do they call them dynamax uh, no, so the, apparently they RPX? snort this, like, pokey cocaine, pokey okay. cane, that makes them gigantic. Called, yeah, it's D- Dy- Dynamax. Sounds mm-hmm. like an evil 80s corporation. Like, it, it, what is this? I gotta wonder if, like, maybe Gary went off on his own and created this own evil corporation, much like Umbrella. 
Fuck it. Or <laughs> so Gary is Breaking Bad at this point. Yes. Yeah, I, I I could see that. Actually, no, we have a new rival who is the younger brother of uh, Hot Hot McHots. Yeah, this trainer who has like the weirdest fucking Tony Stark kind of beard mm-hmm. thing going on, and people are already like you know flicking some beans in reaction to uh to 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 this beautiful. Wow, is that what you were doing on the Twitch TV? Oh my god, I was juggling those beans. Let me tell you <laughs> oh what. My god. <laughs> Never watch me on Twitch. <laughs> no, it looks cool. I'm I'm genuinely excited for new Pokemon. Um, it's on the Switch. We've wanted a Switch Pokemon, and I like that they're actually using the capabilities of the system to say, hey, it's not just going to be, you know, what you're used to from the last, like, two or three generations. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a little more control. It looks like, um... They're doing this thing where there's certain Pokemon only show up depending on like weather conditions and time of day and such. Cool. And that's kind of cool concept. It's very like Final Fantasy 15. 15? Actually, I would say like a lot of the late stage Final Fantasy games where it's all contingent on weather or day parts. Yeah, so it, it kind of opens up this opportunity where it makes it like more event-based, where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I need to go out here in the middle of Galar and figure out if I can get myself a... I don't know, I can't name Pokemon, I'm so sorry. I only know Cubone. Raichu and Pikachu. Cubone! There we go. Bingo. Clefairy. Chansey. Scott. Scott. <laughs> Probably exists somewhere in the later catalog of Pokemon. I can't even name the original 151, to be honest with you. Back in the day, like, when I was in fifth grade and I would watch Pokemon before I'd go to elementary school every day, I would put watch Pokemon because it was on every day of the week, and I would know how to do the Pokemon rap. Oh, did, really? Yeah. You knew it all? Yeah, I think there were, like, five or six can, different segments. Can you karaoke that? I'd have to relearn it, but yeah, I'd be, be, be down okay. to do it. Awesome, yeah, for sure. Are you going to pick up this game? Possibly, yeah. I'm looking at your Switch right now. I uh, see it. It's been in use lately. Like, I've been playing Breath of the Wild. I've been playing Cuphead. And she's hungry. She's hungry. She wants a new game. She wants that new AAA mm-hmm. game freak. This baby's a, a game freak. Oh, she a game freak. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, I'm interested. I don't think it's going to be the big blow it out of the water pokemon title i feel like the next one after this is going to be the huge one that really revolutionizes pokemon because it still feels like it has a lot of carryover from like some of the 3ds dna yeah i think like the idea of like raids is a cool step in a new direction uh new multiplayer element that isn't just like pvp and the Dynamax stuff is kind of interesting. Yeah, it, it, it definitely seems like both Nintendo and, the game, and Game Freak, like, they don't want to rock the boat so much. Mm-hmm. They have a very set idea of what the Pokemon formula is. Sure. And they only seem to kind of, like, iterate on top of it rather than shake it up a bunch. And yeah. I know even with this announcement, after the Direct, people were kind of like, eh, I was hoping for it to be, like, super open world mm-hmm. or, or, or all these different kind of things. And it's like, I don't know if Pokemon's ready for that. But then again, we are talking about a franchise that's been around since... Uh, late 90s. Yeah, 90s. So it's like, this is a 23-year-old franchise at this point. So real real quick, before we move on, because we gots to move on, what do you envision as being like the next breakthrough step for Pokemon? Like, what's going to make it where, where you're like, holy shit, this is next level? Job-based. What's that? Maybe job-based. Maybe a little more open world. Maybe you're not just a Pokemon trainer. Maybe you are like a Pokemon, I don't know, breeder. Maybe you have these different roles that play to your advantages a little more you know okay that's interesting so like you can live out like different roles within the pokemon universe Mm -hmm. i don't or like a party system even like you know how like ash used to travel with brock and misty they all had sort of design roles before they died yes yeah before they died in the great pokemon Mm -hmm. apocalypse of 2001 rest in peace 
but <laughs> specific date yeah right never forget never forget but like yeah they were all kind of very i don't know brock was more of like a medic type he had like more of a nurturing side to him so like you can have a medic character you could have more of a defense-based one why not have like a party of up to four and you can more free roam in a bigger ecosystem have different roles and job types and I don't know. I think it would flesh it out in a more interesting way. It would lean harder into a traditional RPG and less of a Pokemon RPG. And maybe, and maybe that's what people but. were kind of saying, like what you're saying right there, which is we only engage with the Pokemon universe in one set way, yeah. which is I'm a Pokemon trainer. I'm going to do Poke battles until the end of fucking time. And there's also probably some underlining like thread with like mm-hmm. a villain, like Team Rocket or whatnot. You know? I, if anything, if the later iterations and Detective Pikachu even taught us like there's so much more taught us so much in the world of Pokemon. It's it's an ecosystem. It's leaving breathing. There's so many moving parts, and like why can't we engage with it a little more deeply? I feel that, yeah. but I'm still excited for this Galarmon mm-hmm. Galar Galarfieldness. Mm-hmm. Uh, sword or Shield? I think I asked you before. I think I said Sword last time. I think I said Sword too. Although Red is my favorite color, mm-hmm. but I want the Doggo with a sword hanging out of his mouth. Yeah, that's been like lighting on Twitter on fire lately. Like wolves yeah. with swords in their mouths is like the new in thing yeah that's the new thing man i mean that it kind of always was though like you know amaratsu from okami dark souls dark I souls i forget the name of that dog yeah i don't know if it was around in the other Sith? ones but i think it was dark souls 3 that i first encountered this wolf this, this wolfie, the wolf among us wolf, the wolf among us so i'm yeah. gonna get the wolfie with the sword in the mouth sure. now we what you got something oh i didn't really i didn't like watch along with any of it uh do the legendaries seem hype at all those are the legendaries, actually. So oh, okay. The doggo with the sword okay. in his mouth. I forget his name. It's something like Xenofield. Okay. And then the other one, Xenohort, is a, uh, <laughs> a Pokemon with a shield around his neck. Oh. He looks like he's wearing, actually, like those braces that they do when they do surgery on doggo. So it's like, I can't imagine that he's not just, like, trying to, like, bite at it the entire time. Oh, you mean, like, the dog cone? <laughs> yeah, the dog cone. Okay. It looks like a dog cone, but it's a big shield. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> so those are your legendaries. There you go. Everyone's super excited. Mm-hmm. Now, we have to move on for something else that we've covered in the past, but now we have some locked-in details. That's right, gamers, gamer news. Stadia. Stadia has been detailed. We know more about it. We know a lineup of games. We know some pricing. So unlike what people thought, it's going to be kind of less... While there is a subscription base to it, it's way less Netflix. Like, it's way less like, oh, here's a catalog of games to choose from. It's more, so far, the only game that you know you're getting for free with the Stadia Pro, Mm -hmm. I think it is. What is it? Pro? Pro Edition or whatever the fuck? Yeah, the Stadia Stadia Pro. Pro. It's what? uh, Destiny 2? Destiny 2. Yeah. That's all. Like, and then you're still buying games a la carte, Mm -hmm. which I think people weren't totally about because for them it's like oh and we're kind of back to where we were but other half of the argument is you're not spending four to five hundred dollars on hardware Mm -hmm. to buy games a la carte anyway sure but it's really contingent on a few things such as your internet like we talked before a lot of people do not have the minimum required specs for this motherfucker did you see anything about this like anything that really like lit your ass toward it for it 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 still has me like interested i don't think by any means i'm gonna be an early adopter it's definitely something i'm gonna wait out because i watched like i think from from the baldur's gate 3 announcement on to the Mm. end i was like okay cool interesting interesting for something that they hyped up is like okay this is gonna be the grand reveal of pricing and all that stuff they danced around it so hard it's like why can't you just tell us like pricing like and they tried to like really gas it up, like, oh, you're getting a three hundred over three hundred dollar value for one thirty, and it's like, yeah, there's there's somewhat of a value prospect there, but it's just like I don't own these games, and I don't know that it's a value play for me right now because a lot of the games that they have 
are games that already exist on other systems that I would rather play elsewhere, you know? True. And we've only gotten one, what I would call, Stadia exclusive, and it's an indie game? Guilt? Guilt? What yeah. was Guilt? It was just like a little stylized indie game that they were showcasing. I actually didn't watch. Uh, I didn't have time. This week mm-hmm. has been pretty fucking busy for me, and next week's going to be busy too. But uh, yeah, it seems like a lot of third-party support, which is good. You need for any kind of hardware or yeah. whatever the fuck you want to consider Stadia. You need that third-party support. I think that's actually kind of what got me hyped the most, seeing how many companies were on board to help out with this product yeah. project. And honestly, the way it's going to stretch back in other ways and kind of influence the industry as a whole. Because like, with this, we got fucking Sony being like, hey, Destiny 2 is now going to be cross save across everything yeah and that's a big step so that's i think like step. stadia and the, and the picture is really going to cause these bigger companies who might have been more immovable in the past to make uh more beneficial decisions for the gamers and consumers yeah you so. you're you're less siloed you know with mm-hmm. your options and i and i like that a lot of these companies are like bungie you're trying to future proof yeah against that going like hey we want our clientele to be able to jump between different stuff and still support the content mm-hmm. rather than feeling like oh fuck if i pick up destiny 2 for the stadia i'm not gonna have any of my expansions or any of my saves yeah. no that's that that is kind of shitty so it's interesting that that's a move they made for it also i will note they have the most important addition uh, Final Fantasy 15. That actually, so they did like a fucking <laughs> sizzle reel of all the games that were going to yeah. be coming to it. And I saw the boys riding chocobos and I was like, is that Final Fantasy 15? Mm-hmm. And it was. And it and was. I was so happy. So I, I do want to talk about, so there, there's a Stadia base, which is anyone who has the $69 <laughs> controller, the nice. Stadia controller. Uh, you can, you can enjoy games, uh, that are 1080p slash 60 frames a second with stereo sound. But if you pay the $10 per month, you get... Uh, by the way, I'm reading from GameSpot. Go give them a click because I'm just relaying their information. Uh, you're streaming up to 4K, 60 frames a second, HDR, and 5.1 surround sound. You have access to a library of free games. Again, we only fucking know about Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. They haven't announced anything else about the free games. And then we have exclusive discounts on purchasing games. Very familiar to what we've already come to expect from Xbox Live Gold and PlayStation Plus. And then for a limited time, access to complete Destiny 2 experience, including all their add-ons. Okay. Da, da, da. So I I don't know. I, I For me, my biggest concern is the limitation with bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of instances and a lot of customers out there that are going to get throttled by their uh, IP providers. Mm-hmm. No, that's what the P in IP stands for. You know, your internet providers. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's going to make it a shitty experience because for me, I've said it over and over again. Downloading digital games makes sense, but mm-hmm. this is streaming games, and you're relying on a consistent Wi-Fi to do that. I just feel like that's gonna that's gonna shit up people's experiences with games like Destiny, especially when they encounter latency bullshit mm-hmm. and connectivity issues and fidelity just going to shit when you're in the middle of a big old raid boss and suddenly it drops down to like 480p or whatever the fuck. That's not and how like your I want to play games. Hits are missing and none of your damage is registering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, I'm definitely not gonna be an early well, adopter at all yeah i'm not either i'm, I'm definitely gonna like lean back and like see what the other industry people are saying yeah. about it like yeah what november of this year it launches and then 2020 is supposed to kind of the big ramp up here i can't imagine i'll even invest in it until like 2021 if i even do it all again i'm far so. more invested in what sony's got up yeah. next or even what microsoft has up next with their hardware and how they're going to do solutions for like cloud-based gaming and stuff like mm-hmm. this i want to see their rebuttal to Stadia because I think they have more skin in the game and a little more know-how. I understand Google has the financial backing, but I want to support the ecosystems that I know and have come to expect that like, hey, Mm -hmm. 
there's there's consistency and there's level of quality here. Yeah. Even if I don't agree with all their choices. They have infinite means and resources to make this great, but Sony and Microsoft, and now them working in conjunction, using their tools from uh, xCloud and Game Pass and Sony with PlayStation Now and all that they've done, and them kind of working together, they have the experience to already make a tailored experience out the gate. And it took Netflix, I think, what, like eight to ten years to be a consistent user experience in terms of latency and stuff like that and even still in the middle of the night i'll be watching something and it'll drop out hard and i'm just like i don't want that to be happening when i'm having really engaging online experiences and then i don't know what my cloud save data gets corrupted all these there's so many little moving parts that could just blow up where it's like i i look at my game collection i look at my hard drive i look at my consoles and i'm just like yeah it's what keeps me going but like i it's a consistent experience and I know that it's stable and I know that like there's not going to be much in terms of compromising there. So, yeah, but I won't count them out. I will not count them out. I think they are serious about this. Mm -hmm. They've proven that they're serious and it may be at a certain point where maybe we flip the script in 2021. We're looking at each other just going like, Hey, we mostly stream our fucking games. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you keep, you keep pushing that and, and beating that drum pretty hard. And I don't like, I don't doubt that it's, it's inevitable. But it's just going to take some time for us to get there. We got we got another one on here. So we we kind of touch on it a little bit. Destiny mm. Two. Mm. They announced a new expansion called Shadow Keep. We're going back to the moon. Get your wizard jokes out of your fucking body right now. They stop being funny around Destiny One. <laughs> uh, but it, it's interesting because this is the first standalone expansion that Destiny's ever done, and this is also the first expansion outside of the Activision Bungie deal. Now, when I say standalone, you don't need the base game to play Shadow Keep. You can mm. buy it by itself okay. and buy like a season pass with it. Interesting. I don't know. That. Yeah, really interesting. So I think that is a cool way to break people through that barrier of entry where it's like fuck now i gotta get everything else about destiny no you don't just hmm. get shadow keep and then get a season pass to get the rest of it if you wanted to i think it's like uh 35 to get the full full set now mm-hmm. and other big change we already talked about it it is cross save not not cross platform keep that in mind mm-hmm. you can't cross play with people but cross is that right cross play yeah <laughs> cross play with people yeah. cosplay with people you want to be a cosplayer? Wow, I just something in my brain just snapped in there. I felt like a blood vessel. <laughs> fucking, like, he wants to be a wizard, guys. <laughs> I am a wizard. <laughs> uh, you know, I love that Shadow Keep. It being on the moon means it's also a part of Mars. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was wondering how to tie that one in. <laughs> yeah, you have that on the the news item list here as uh, number nine. I Mars the, is a part of the moon. I found the right place for it. <laughs> Dumb fucking tweet. Wow, it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, like, right? You go knew. from Mars to the moon, like in the same <laughs> Destiny game. Anyway, um, so what was I fucking saying? Oh yeah, you can carry your save anyway. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Breaks down any kind of limitations that you may have, especially if you're interested in going. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe I do want to try it on the Stadia, or maybe mm-hmm. fuck the Stadia. It's, it's it fucks up my games. I'm going back to PS4 with my progress. Mm-hmm. That's cool. The other very very big thing is that Destiny Two later this year, I believe. After Shadowkeep comes out, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. is going free to play. Hmm. Now the game, the base game, will be free, and all year one content will be a part of what they're calling Destiny Two: The New Light. Interesting. So Forsaken will be free, all that stuff. Yeah, I imagine all that, and then all content after that is uh, a la carte, baby boy. Okay. But what that tells me is that Bungie's not just like a Activision would have had them say, you need to start making Destiny 3. That's mm-hmm. how it goes. That's how our yeah. business model works. Whereas Bungie's more like, you know, we want to keep on supporting this and grow this ecosystem out. We have a good game here. Mm-hmm. We want to build on top of that rather than just going like, all right, 
time to release part three because we have to hit some other fucking company's uh, financial deadline. What do you call it again? It, their fiscal year. Yeah, their fiscal yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I like that. This, I like where it's going. This is interesting, and it was a big announcement for kind of Google to get, and it makes me wonder if they're going to have more of a close working partnership down the line, if they're going to get some support from them, if they're going to become a publisher for them at some point. What, Google for, I mean... For Bungie. I mean, when you think about it, the changes they're making in Destiny 2 are happening to all platforms, not just Stadia. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's necessarily like a Google support thing and just Bungie going, you know what? We're not limited. Yeah, of anymore. course. They, they We're going to do what we want. Free reign now. now that they're not under Activision's like. We're going to make partners leash. where we want. Yeah. 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 I think that's that it's pretty smart. And I think it's one of those things that doesn't. Bungie is really trying to like set the future for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's almost like their destiny's in their own hands. I hate that. Daniel? Anyway. Daniel, they're dead. <laughs> Shadow, keep your thoughts to yourself. <laughs> Fuck, that was better. <laughs> All right. So cool. I'm interested in that. Yeah. I actually might pick up. Shadow Keep, hmm. to be honest with you, because I've been kind of craving Destiny 2, but I haven't had a real big reason to go back into it. Yeah. This might be it, man. It's an old lover that I think of from time to time, and it gets me excited in the middle of the night, but it might just take me a while to get back to it. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I'm a lot sometimes. That's a save room take right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take it to the bank. Uh, real quick, number three that I have on here. Yeah, they're numbered. You didn't know that, audience. Anyway, uh, number three, Baldur's Gate 3, The Black Hound is announced. Yes, we people have been screaming for Baldur's Gate for years and years and years. Neither you or me have played them, but we've heard nothing but phenomenal things. Uh, Black Isle Studios, developer Divinity Original Sin 2, is making it, so it seems like it's in really good hands. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been hearing, because I haven't played Divinity Original Sin, I haven't played Mm -hmm. Baldur's Gate, but the PC community is like, yes, this is a good step, this is what we want, so... Yeah, hey, I'm happy for y'all guys. Oh, well, I, it's also interesting, too, that they didn't get, like, continuation from whoever made Baldur's Gate 2 and 1. <laughs> Wasn't it Bioware? Was it? Yeah. Oh. You're not going to get a lot of continuity from that studio that, these days. Yeah, that's fair. They're kind yeah. of... I could be wrong. I don't think along. I think it was Bioware developers? Listen, we don't have don't time know. to Write fact Write to us at Twitter. Yeah, at Save Room Show. We forgot to shout it out. Yeah, at Save Room Show. Um, also, quick, just kind of the rest of the game announcements they got on here. We got Dragon Ball Universe 2, Doom Eternal, Doom 2016, Rage Oh, you 2. mean for Stadia? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just for the rest of the Stadia thing. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online, Wolfenstein Youngblood, Destiny 2, Get Packed, Grid, Metro Exodus, Thumper, Farmulating Simulator, Farming Simulator 19. Farmulating. That's my favorite one. Baldur's Gate 3, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, Football Manager, Samurai Showdown, Final Fantasy 15. Holy shit, there's a lot of games. All the Tomb Raiders, so the whole trilogy of like the new reboot series... The Definitive Edition, Rise, and Shadow, all coming. NBA 2K, Borderlands 3, Guilts, Mortal Kombat 11. Darksiders Genesis, which is kind of a... Yeah, it's a Diablo take on the Darksiders universe. Yeah, I am interested. It's an interesting spinoff title that they yeah. THQ Nordic announced earlier this week. <clears throat> but it's, it's interesting that they're still continuing with that license after, because I, for all intents and purposes, Darksiders 3 was a dud. But hey, I'll check it out. It kind of came and went. I don't mm-hmm, know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then here's all the Ubisoft support, which is probably going to be one of the main studios that they work with. We got Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Just Dance. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which actually looks pretty dope. They got John Barenthal for it. Really? Yeah, that's actually one of the things that got me super hyped. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Yo, my boy's so fucking yep. good. Punisher Season 2, if you haven't watched it, you have to. Check it out. Yep. And then Trials Rising, The Crew 2. And then Crew two? it was listed on the i guess the upcoming games thing but unannounced games from capcom ea and rockstar whatever yes. that could mean they said that they weren't they couldn't tell you what they were but they are coming to stadia mm-hmm. i am so excited we will get to our predictions later on but i think the bulk of capcom's announcements are going to be at the microsoft presser 
Okay. Or in... Well, they have to be. In loose press releases yeah. otherwise. Okay, but we'll, we'll get to those predictions because I have thoughts on Capcom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so super, super rad. And where do you want to move on to next? Number four. Number four on so, here. So ah! it is, it's what, June 8th, it's, it's Saturday. Uh, the EA Play thing was today. They did, they, yeah. EA opted to not do a full conference. They're just like, hey, let's have like gameplay demos and demonstrations. And Greg Miller's hosting. And it's been pretty cool so far. Yo, Greg Miller was fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's my dude. Like he, my favorite moment from him talking to Vince Impala and um, uh, the other guy. I'm so sorry, I don't know your name, but uh, he was like, "Yeah, they gave me cue cards. Uh, dumb idea," and he tosses them away <laughs> like real quick. And I was like, "That's that guy is a professional. He loves what he's doing. He does not need your script to ask the right questions about games." Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just keep that in mind. All right. Well, when you're a video game enthusiast who's been working in the industry for well over ten years, yeah, like, well over, you know the right questions to ask. You don't put Baby Miller in the corner, okay? You don't. Daddy Miller, actually, these days. Okay, wow. Wow, this is getting deep. Star Wars Jedi Fallen <laughs> fucking order looks awesome, dude. It looks very good. Yes. It looks like the Star Wars game that we have been craving and missing this entire time since we began this EA fucking deal with the, the franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it has a lot of elements from what excited us about Amy Hennig's project, which is it's third person. There's more adventure elements. There's platforming, There's platforming. Dog. There's wall running. You could really tell that. Uh, Respawn worked on this game with like the wall running and some of the elements that are in play. Oh, it's so cool. (laughs) It's so detailed. Um, We had one criticism though. I'll let you land that criticism. Um, I don't know. Like I really enjoyed the demonstration. It is a cool immersion into the Star Wars world. Some of the environments, like you go from like really underground areas to kind of lush forestscapes to like kind of tech heavy areas. It's, it was a really, really immersive thing. The gameplay is kind of where I was just kind of like, okay, cool. Like, the platforming, you have... Uh, Amazing. I forget the name of the character. It doesn't matter. This right OP now. Jedi, you have him platforming, kind of like stealth sneaking around some characters. And it reminded me of Sekiro, Dark Souls a little bit. And he lands some kills, and I was like, awesome. But there was something that just kind of like clicked immediately where, where I'm like, the enemy AI seems kind of dumb. Where it's like, yeah. in a game like Sekiro or Dark Souls, like any everybody would turn on you immediately. And this is kind of where the demonstration kind of like... It underwhelmed me a little bit where there's some cool elements. You have parrying. You have some cool force kills, some things you could do with the force. Tell them about how you love that little blaster Oh, my thing. God. So they got force push. <laughs> they got force pull. And force slowdown opens up a yep. lot of combat opportunities. Blast got a, got a laser blast in the air. You can stop it in mid-motion, and then force, he, he literally force-dragged a stormtrooper into the blast to kill him. It was nuts. It's that really was cool. Amazing. I think the integration of abilities is really cool, and then the the lightsaber play is going to be awesome. I saw yeah. pairing, I saw a lot of emphasis on technical combat. Sure, it's all there, but it but just it looks, looks too easy. It looked very easy, and I don't know if it's just like that the demo was like dumbed down, if the yeah. enemies were on easy Again, mode. Again, it was an alpha demo, yeah. and it's a demonstration, like the first time they show gameplay, they can't have like my dude like getting blasted left and right no, no, not at all. I, I get that, but like the stormtroopers are just kind of standing in there. You just toss a lightsaber, and it's like you're dead, dead. immediately. There was this cool encounter with a uh, Inquisitor, I guess, who is supposed to be kind of finding all these Jedi and taking them into the the oh, I forget what the fuck it's called, the Imperial Army. Yeah. And uh, what seemed like it would have been a really cool mini boss in a Soulsborne sort of game was like kind of like a one and done situation where it's like two hits and he was out. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. I was yeah. like, I wanted that to be more of like a back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, a, a dance. But maybe, maybe we'll see more encounters in the game that are more difficult or we just need to ramp up that difficulty right out of the box yes i like i wouldn't mind going into it on a hard mode because that's just the way i like my but games. I, we're broken people i think 
because like we were looking at it expecting some Sekiro. That's bonkers, probably for a Star Wars game that we're expecting like that level of of like challenge. No, it, it's an adventure game, story based. Yeah, but that's also how they kind of build it. Andrew Reiner did a whole fourteen page piece in Game Informer. I gotta read that. And he said it was less uh, God of War and Star Wars Unleashed and more Dark Souls Metroidvania. So yeah, he called least, it Metroid Souls. So it leads me to believe that there's going to be a lot of backtracking, a lot of like yeah. skill stacking and learning your environments and your skill sets in a really technical uh, the way. Envi- the environment environmental play look awesome it you're does. using your force to like you know uh drop down bridges and stuff yeah. and like you know fight giant spiders mm-hmm. did not expect that that was some lord of the ring shit in that yeah. fucking demo but another cool thing um it's not just like kind of cordoned off away from the rest of star wars lore we had saul guerrero mm-hmm. from rogue one show up and it actually is my boy what's the actor's name uh forrest whitaker he, he's he's literally there yeah i got it i had to think yeah <laughs> i was like that's really cool. It was cool, yeah. So they confirmed Vincent Paula and everybody on stage there that it is tied into the lore. That's really exciting. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, they made Very a cool. fucking lore-heavy, lore-important Star Wars game, and I think that's really cool for fans. I want to see more. I don't know if we're going to see any more from it at E3 besides what EA just gave us, but it's coming out in November. It ain't too far away. I imagine honest. we'll see more at the Microsoft presser because at the end of it, they, there was the Microsoft logo and everything. Oh, yeah. Microsoft is the best way to play games. Yeah. So I think we'll get a little more there, but or Xbox. I don't know. I'm hoped. I'm hoped. I'm hyped. I think it's going to be too. great. I'm hyped. I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah. And if not, it's it's a far more interesting take on Star Wars than the last two like shooters mm-hmm. that we got from EA. And I, too, I like that because Greg Miller asked, hey, is there any agency? Do my decisions play into the overall story? They're like, no, your character is who he is meant to be. And there is a story that we're trying to tell with it. And I think that's awesome. Okay, yeah, I love it. Now I got a next one on here, um, and this is going to lead into a different kind of discussion. But uh, mm-hmm. Elden Ring got leaked. If you don't know what that is, that's actually uh, the the what? team up game of George R R Martin and uh, Miyazaki from From Software. From 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 from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the untitled George R R Mar- George R R. Fuck. There's just stop having so many names. Yeah, the untitled project we talked about a few weeks ago, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about it. We didn't know too much about it. We still don't know much yeah. more besides a logo and mm-hmm. the fact that Namco Bandai or Bam- Bamco Nando? Bam Nam. <laughs> Bam Nam is publishing <laughs> the game. Let's start calling him Bam Yeah, Nam. we're probably going to see uh, everyone saying probably more of this at the Microsoft presser mm-hmm. that's going to happen on Sunday, or you've already seen it if you're listening to this. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty hype. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's a Dark Souls game. As in, it's not going to be a, a part of the Soulsborne genre. It's actually going to be an open-world RPG. Yeah, more adventure more like that. But more to the point, people are getting pissed because they are calling leaks like this spoilers to mm-hmm. E3. And there's two arguments going on here. One is that, hey, we're doing marketing spoilers, essentially. Mm-hmm. The whole point of the E3 and, and all the footage and gameplay and having game developers talk to you is, well, to get your pre-order, essentially. Yeah. It's a big marketing push. The other half of it is is that, well, there's real people making these games that care about these games, and they are putting their heart and soul in order to... Show it on their terms is the argument. Mm-hmm. Corey Balrog, uh, Balrog, Barlog, 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 got into a little bit of a heated kind of debate. I 
I think it was amicable, but mm-hmm. between him and Jason Schreier arguing this point, saying it's like, no, it sucks when leaks happen because it, you know, it kind of ruins the surprise that was being built up by teams that really care about the product mm-hmm. and how it's presented to you. You're also, you brought an interesting point into the argument uh, about the Raising Kratos documentary that mm-hmm. they did where Corey Barlog was kind of anxious and worried that people were going to like see the game earlier was going to leak and they were going to perceive it in a way that would be bad or like people would hate it. And it's like, no, no, no. Like you're like, yeah, they were afraid pe- they were going to see Kratos with a beard and be like, what is this? shit yeah like what is this shit what are you doing why does he have a kid this looks like bullshit like he was fucking like racked with panic beforehand and then to have that edification where this is the first reveal when they did it e3 a couple Mm -hmm. years back and people resoundingly loved it that's got to be the best feeling Mm -hmm. in the world for the people that spent five years making that fucking game and for the fans who've been waiting years for that game so i i get it a leak sucks but at the same time i don't get too fucked up about leaks i'm never like mad about it i'm just like oh okay good to know I can't wait to see, you know, the rest of it. <laughs> I don't get too fucked up. So what happened was three titles got leaked from Bam Nam. Uh, Nino Kuni <laughs> remastered uh, Elder Ring. And then I forget what it was a Tales game. Oh, it's a new Tales game, yeah. which apparently looks super interesting because the art style is really, really Yeah, realistic. but it was just like the names that had gotten leaked, basically. It wasn't any like yeah. heavy gameplay stuff. So it's just like, well, it's cool. It's kind of like these, what, these are what are going to be announced. Yeah. So it's not like, I don't know back last fall when like that untitled harry potter project got leaked a little bit like it seemed like a big one yeah it seemed like a big one where like things get leaked and it's like out of the developers and the creators hands and it's like getting showcased in a way that maybe they weren't ready for it's just like no you're just leaking the names and i think i don't know i don't get fucked up about leaks because i get excited as a consumer Mm -hmm. but i think about the people who work on these things and who want to keep it a secret until they're ready to showcase it and people are trying to come at jason schreier calling him like a hypocrite because it's like oh you were you withhold information about certain games like rocksteady's next game he's heard so much information mm-hmm. about it but he's not revealed anything it's called an nda yeah <laughs> like no he's he's not he's not under nda for that he mm-hmm. has the information and he has refused to put it out there because he says i don't see any value in spoiling what they're working on versus something that's newsworthy like hey a studio went under and they're working on this project or his interest is the human element of something okay. like what is the news and he says like um he says it's a hard line to walk but like he says Fallout 76 was a good example where they were taking pre-orders for that game without like based off of one teaser and didn't let anybody know that it was actually going to be an online survival game and mm-hmm. what we got. And Jason Schreier actually put that information out there because he was like, no, 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 this is something that needs to be leaked because I feel like people should know. Yeah. If it helps spending... inform their dollar. Exactly. Yeah. That kind of thing. So he says like he's way less about like, oh, I just want, you know, I'm fucking shaking the presence under the tree in the video game industry versus no this is something that people need to know people are like oh fuck you (laughs) it's like all right all right right, right." yeah i get it i get it i get it but at the same time maybe (sighs) i don't want to be like oh have thicker skin it's not really about that it's just like i get that you're invested in this stuff but don't think it's the fucking end of the world where you gotta like raise the earth when a title gets leaked a couple of days before it's going to get revealed exactly anyway. yeah it's That's not it. like months out it's not anything too major it's like it's literally yeah. going to get announced this weekend so yeah you'll be fine yeah. oh speaking of rock city they won't be at e3 <laughs> they said it again for like the second year in a row so. yeah so what them and then what's the other studio i forget uh so wb montreal wb montreal the big rumor is that they're working on a a sequel to batman arkham origins Mm -hmm. that takes place during the uh court of owls arc which Mm -hmm. is like one of the bigger arcs in 
Batman comics history. Um, it's well, it was like part of the, like the new 52 line, right? Yes, so. yes, it was. And apparently it's very good. I actually want to check it out. I do too. It seems uh, interesting. I would be really, really down with the sequel to Origins. Mm-hmm. I, I actually really enjoyed Origins. I love what they did with Origins. Um, it was just more Batman. Didn't mm-hmm. really like, you know, break open the whole fucking series, but it was good. Um, I'm hearing that WB Montreal may not also be at E3 because okay. one of the one of the lead devs tweet, tweeted out. He's like, hey, I'm on a flight that's not to LA. Okay. And it was like, aww. <laughs> But that's, that doesn't mean anything. We don't know. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know. know. So another dev could be on the plane. Preferably. Hmm. I want to know more about that Harry Potter game. I do too. Yeah, I think that's a big one. So was that... That was WB and Rocksteady, right? Uh, no, not Rock get not Rocksteady, Rock out of it. but it's definitely WB uh, okay, Games is working on okay. that because, you know, they would. No, I do, I do want more of that, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some of that uh, at the Xbox conference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got more not... Bethesda's conference will not have Elder Scrolls 6 or Starfield uh, there. So that's really surprising. Uh, do you think so? It seems like when they they when they announced those last year and showed the titles, they were like, yo, we are so far off from yeah, yeah, showing yeah, you sure. anything tangible. And a lot of people have said, I think... Um, Jason, I was listening, again, I love you, Jason. Uh, I was listening to Split Screen, and he was talking about that. He was like, uh, it's because they're not games yet. Yeah. They're announced. They're, they're pre-production. Ideas. They're in they're I'm sure they wanted the, stage. Tr- the trademarks for them. Right. So, so. I'm, not, I'm not surprised at all that they don't have anything tangible to show us. Mm-hmm. It would just be more tease, and it's like, why do that yeah. for years? It's like protracting it, you know? That's true. So I get it. But what are they going to focus on? I really don't know. We talked about it a little bit last week. It's like, I think it's probably going to be a lot more support for games that already exist. Like you said, arcane games like Prey, uh, maybe some Dishonored stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's going to be a lot of Doom Eternal, yes. Wolfenstein Youngblood, Rage 2 support. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did a, hey, here's our new Fallout 76 approach, you know? Right. I think they do need to get in front of it in a way that's kind of noble. Uh, do the whole sean murray hello games thing be like hey we kind of botched our launch but here's our plan going forward here's how we want to bring the game back to life you know you think they're gonna get uh todd howard on his knees begging for forgiveness from the gamers if he's not he's a tunnel rat i actually think todd howard's never he's never apologized in his life you don't think so he's never had to (laughs) 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 and he never will (laughs) interesting so i mean what else could we possibly get from them like are do they have any studios that we could potentially see a new game coming from? Potentially, I, I when I think about who they got, like Machine, Machine Head and Games, they work in Wolfenstein. We already know about Young Blood. Young Blood is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. I sincerely doubt that we're going to hear about like a Wolfenstein three. I think we're kind of far out from that mm-hmm. because we really did just get Wolfenstein two. You know, when you think about it, yeah, because that was the end of twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's like eh, I think we're a little out there from that maybe rage 2 will get some sort of support mm-hmm. i don't think rage 2 set the world on fire we knew that mm-hmm. so i really doubt it's gonna be a big presence so if you're hoping for andrew wk to show up again and mm-hmm. knock off your socks it ain't gonna fucking happen i think the okay. only other thing that we could possibly get that they might reserve for a later time is i don't know maybe something quake related but uh potentially but they might save that for QuakeCon. so also makes yeah. a lot more <laughs> so, sense. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll get back into Bethesda in a second when we talk about the, the pressers. Next thing on here, we know for a fact that Ubisoft is going to show us Watch Dogs 3. It is called Watch Dogs Legion. Ooh, let me get your pulse on this because you're a big Watch Dogs fan. 
Okay. Or Watch Dogs 2 fan, at least. The, yeah, exactly. I was like, asterisk! Yeah. Um, Watch Dogs 1, I could give a fuck about. I thought it was a pretty dull open-world mm. game. A GTA rip, essentially. But Watch Dogs 2! That was kind of like cross-gen, too, right? Like, end of PS3, PS4. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it did that. Where Watch Dogs 2, on the other hand, I love the lead character in Marcus. I love the vibe of it. Mm-hmm. I love the kind of uh, rebellious, fuck-you-to-the-man attitude that the mm-hmm. game had. And I thought it was a very, very... Like, for me, I was like, yo, you hit pay dirt. You figured out the formula for mm-hmm. Watch Dogs. You did it, guys. You Assassin's Creed 2... Watchdogs, <laughs> and I hear there was like a lot of agency in terms of like you could go full like gunplay and gun people down, or you could just like stealth kill or not kill anybody or use your tech. Like I thought the the gameplay variation was interesting. My preference was to go toward like the tech and sneak approach yeah. because it really didn't fit the characters to go around with an assault rifle mm-hmm. blasting down security guards and stuff like that. I, I didn't like that vibe. I was actually really hoping that part three would continue that thread and be like, you know what? Let's downplay those violent elements and like upplay this kind of approach your situations in a smarter way. I don't think that's what the fuck this is. Legion, their big thing is that it takes place in post-Brexit London in the near future where technology is run amok, Black Mirror style. And the the big gimmick is that you can play as any NPC in the game that you recruit to your cause. Okay. And I'm like, oh man, that, that that starts to walk away from what I liked about part two because what I'm hearing is that it has a more serious tone. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that fits because like the revenge drama bullshit from the first one made it bland. Part two had its own good vibe. Mm -hmm. I just thought you would continue that, but we haven't seen anything from it, of course. So until we do, (sighs) I don't know. Yeah. We got a logo and that was it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know how I feel about the idea of getting to play as like any NPC. It's just like, it opens the gameplay up so much and it makes the game kind of like seem needlessly bigger than it has to be. Maybe. Uh, like, narrow your focus on maybe, like, three core characters that you could play between. Yeah, I, kind of GTA Five style. Yeah, or what am I doing? Am I possessing these characters? Like, what is their full range? Do I have a lot of agency with them? I don't know. It's just, I have a lot of questions. Yeah, like, what what is it? And yeah. I feel like that almost takes away from the thing that I really liked about Part 2, which was the characters. Mm-hmm. If I'm playing as just random NPCs, there's no way, there's no way that they're going to have, like, oh, the dialogue tracks and backstory and stuff that isn't just, like, kind of, you know, minuscule. It could be groundbreaking if it is really well thought out on such a large level but i could also see a lot of technical problems with it yeah i could see you going the shit real quick but so. we will fucking see now the last thing i got in here is not necessarily e3 related but it is interesting apparently blizzard canceled a first person shooter in the starcraft universe and uh a lead who worked on the game uh, who just left said that it was about two years in the making before it got canned and it got canned in favor of focusing on overwatch 2 mm-hmm. and uh, Diablo 4. Now, on the former, Overwatch 2 sounds interesting because uh, rumor has it, Kotaku said this, is that they're going to really hone in on the PvE element, mm-hmm. which we only saw kind of in seasonal events and stuff for the first game. Yeah. But this one might have a bigger story element that even internal devs have been re- like comparing to Left 4 Dead. That's pretty cool. Kind of like Yo. an asymmetrical multiplayer horde survival yeah. sort of deal. Yeah, dog. I would be pretty excited about an Overwatch 2. I, I, I think we really hit the tail end of Overwatch 1 as far as like what you could really do with mm-hmm. that that structure of the game. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't... Because I feel like you're just going to keep on breaking the fucking game as you introduce more and more and more and more characters mm-hmm. where it's like, nah, 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 nah. We got to do a sequel now, <laughs> you know? 
I almost kind of like the idea of it being a separate beast unto itself, like mm-hmm. objective based in a different way. Still let Overwatch one be its thing. Still give it support until you can anymore, and let that team based team objective like competitive ecosystem be what it is. But like I don't know, maybe it's the sixth place down the road, or maybe if it's like a little prequel sequel where it's like oh yes this is in the height of the omnic horizon you have to fucking just take out like masses of robots right now i don't i don't think there's any way that they're just gonna be like oh overwatch 2 is just gonna focus on the pve i think they're definitely gonna be like Mm -hmm. multiplayer is gonna be in there as we know it and then it'll be a different maybe a Mm story-based mode that they're making out i i'm still i am interested how like the continuity of that goes because we talked about this a long time ago on the show where it's like what do you do Mm -hmm. what do you do with the cast yeah. Because if you come out and be like, hey, here's like a handful of new characters and we had to cherry pick our favorites from the first game, people are going to get so fucking mad if their main's not in it, you know? Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed if like, because I play like almost all those characters and like I have a lot of favorites and if they aren't in the sequel, I'm just like, well, okay. It's kind of a letdown. You Yo, know? like what if Zenny's not in the sequel, I would just be like, oh, come on, what do I do? The characters are the game. They're the personality of the world. Right. You don't have a story. So really what you have is the interaction and experience that you've made with these characters over the years. And right. I don't know. It's if you take them away from it, it just, it takes away from the experience. But like how feasible is porting over like all 30 plus characters into part two just to make people happy? Like, I feel like that from a game design standpoint, mm-hmm. that's going to be a goddamn shit show. We think we want it. Mm-hmm. We don't actually want the reality of it. Yeah, this is why we're not game devs, because yeah. like if we want, like, with all of our wants and needs to a game, it'd be a fucking shit show. Yeah, exactly. But that's why I like the idea of Overwatch 1 still being its own thing, getting support, because it's like, mm-hmm. there's such a cool gameplay experience that has been supported by the community and the esports scene, and it's just... It's fundamental and it's important. Let Overwatch 2 be its own thing, you know? Yeah, be its own beast. Yeah. But it maybe sounds like introduce new characters for that if you need to. And maybe have like a core of like four characters that are really integral to what Overwatch is, you know? Mm-hmm. And so. kind of build out from there. Be yeah. like, hey, these are the benchmarks for the different types of characters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, or, it's a sequel, dude. You... Or just make it like League of Legends and have like 60 characters. Oh, fuck that. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm excited though that they're working on it, but it sounds like it's really, really, really early stages on this shit. Yes, like we're not gonna hear about this until well into like maybe three years from now. Yeah, especially with how long Blizzard takes to incubate and work and develop on their games. Yeah, for sure. And who knows? We're there's a lot of shakeups going on in Blizzard where people are fucking leaving the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, leads that have been there for years and years and years because yeah. there's a big morale problem going on there. So, are we truly excited about what? the games that are produced from this version of blizzard are gonna be yeah you know a little little hollow imitations of themselves i mean we got a lot of layoffs from activision blizzard earlier in the year too so uh-huh yeah. a lot of fucker roosters we'll see can't, i mean i imagine we're gonna get diablo 4 and diablo immortal way ahead of that so. I, I i think i agree i think we're gonna yeah. get diablo 4 sooner than an overwatch 2 mm-hmm. i'm just kind of interested what diablo 4 is gonna be as well mm-hmm. like what's that gonna look like for us are we gonna love it are you gonna hate it? Are you gonna hate it, Daniel? I don't know. I haven't ever hated a Diablo game. I've never hated a game. Okay. I love all games. Sure. <laughs> You're an equal gamer opportunist. You're looking at me like I'm trying to think of a game you've hated. What's a game I hate? Uh, The uh, Last Guardian. 
Yeah. The Last Guardian, Beyond Two Souls. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I fucking hate. <laughs> I fucking hate Beyond Two Souls. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and yeah, that runs it down for whatever the news that we're hearing before E3. Of course, there's going to be way more uh, news as it happens. But I, I kind of want to get into prediction field with you. Daniel, we tried to talk about this a little bit on the last episode of The Save Room. Uh, what our predictions were. You, you, you threw it at me. You threw it at me real quick. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, Dino Crisis and the only thing i could name um but now i've thought about it and i've also let's let's focus our inputs to we know that the following conferences will happen microsoft is doing a ditty bethesda is doing a ditty both Mm -hmm. on sunday and then ubisoft and square enix are doing their own pressers Mm -hmm. on monday and then tuesday is going to be a nintendo direct we also have the kind of funny showcase in there we have the devolver digital showcase and then i think thq nordic is going to be just kind of sprinkling announcements here and there yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I think they're going to be third party, like, all over the place. Yeah. But, uh, they already had a pre, like, three pre-announcements with... Oh, I forgot. The remaster of Battle for Bikini Bottom, which is a huge Spongebob game for people. Sure. It, it was fun. I played it on, like, the PS2. Never touched it. And the Darksiders game. Uh, yeah, okay, so the yeah. Diablo one. Yeah. Okay. I if we're doing if we're talking about Nickelodeon, I want a remastering of Aw Real Monsters from the Super Nintendo. Okay, it was a fantastic side scroller. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hmm. Maybe the Rugrats in Paris game. Oh yeah, that's a special <laughs> one. All right, so so we got these conferences. Let, yes. let, let's hone in. Microsoft, do you have whims, wants, wishes? Because I have some ideas of what might be there. Whims, wants, wishes. Well, I mean, they're going to be the one carrying the torch for most of it, if not Square Enix for me. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of Elden Ring, obviously, and I want to possibly see more of the WB Harry Potter game. I feel like that's going to be something Okay, that's in their wheelhouse. <coughs> um, anything else that they might be working in conjunction um with obsidian on because obsidian was a recent acquisition studio for them late last year we are obviously getting outer worlds which is that exciting new kind of bethesda type rpg from the people who worked on fallout new vegas Mm -hmm. so i got some hype for those things i don't really know what else because i know they have acquired a few other studios here and there so it's probably going to be a lot of stuff i haven't expected um if we're talking about acquisitions i am really 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 interested in what ninja theory is cooking up next okay ninja theory they of course made enslaved they made uh heavenly sword back in the day mm-hmm. and they made dmc double may cry and then also more, more recently hellblade mm-hmm. uh all fucking fantastic games now what they have next i i don't know i hope it's something more along on, on the lines of like an intimate story-based experience with some action it sure. seems to be their thing i want to see what they got do you think we get more of a triple a number from them or do we get like kind of another like like a double a double a title game kind of like hellblade was i would caution to guess that double a is probably the way they're gonna go okay. because it's something where it seems like they can get them out faster while mm-hmm. still baking in like a lot of love and detail to okay. that kind of scope game and i feel like they've scaled their studio to support that type of game rather than go after stuff like enslaved and all that stuff back yeah. in the day yeah so hey, we'll see what they got i mm-hmm. want to know what they got rumor has it that fable might get a return, oh. despite the fact that Lionhead Studios was fucking tanked yeah. by Microsoft. Who would be working on it? Who knows? What would it be? Who knows? But Fable is a beloved property that people want to see back. For me, Fable 2 was the last game that I really, really loved. I remember yeah. you played a bunch of it, right? Oh, I love Fable 2. It was great. Fable 2 was amazing. Yeah, I was a nefarious, shirtless wizard, and I caused hell everywhere I went. 
You got married in that game. I you got do. married in that game. It was fun. It was, it was a great game. Fantastic. Yeah, I don't, I it's don't like know. that episode of Black Mirror. Just you know, loving loving your bro and the game. I don't know what studio <laughs> would work. I feel like Obsidian would probably be the most adept at a game like that. Yeah, I don't think but, we're gonna see anything from Obsidian that yeah. isn't Outer Worlds. Yeah, so, of course. Because I sure. think it's way too early to, yeah. to to say like what project they're working on now. As far as the big boys go, we know we're gonna see some more Gears Five. Mm-hmm. Again, not sold. I'm not sold. I was. It was such a bland wafer, part four, that mm-hmm. part five, I'm just like, I don't know what you can do unless you really shake up the elements of this franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, stop making the same game, is is in, in my mind. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's the same set pieces, it's the same. Same by the numbers cover shooter. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you need to grow that franchise uh-huh. in one way or another, and I don't know how you shock somebody with it, but, you know, please, go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Halo Infinite, I'm really interested. Dog, I've been hearing some stuff. You remember how I said in the last episode, I was like, I really want to see him to try to like go after that Destiny mm-hmm. Destiny game. Turns out, it might be exactly what they're doing. The rumor is that they're putting heavy RPG elements into Halo, finally. Ooh. And that's why they don't want to call it Halo 6. Like, this is, it is 6, but don't think of it beast. as, yeah, don't think of it as just a numbered sequel anymore. Think of it as like, it's an infinite possibility kind of game so i want to see that i want to i want to make my own chief dude do it be your own chief i want i want to put some stats behind how hard and how fast my suit jacks me off oh my god <laughs> okay the biggest buff you could have oh shit that's gonna be i'm gonna max that out first <laughs> <laughs> uh what other studios do they have I... I know they have rare they do have rare and i feel like that that's one that i would like to see something come out of that isn't just like a rare replay collection which is Maybe something we could possibly get ported to the Switch, but I would like to see them maybe work on a new title from a pre-existing property we love. Maybe a Perfect Dark game, maybe something else. Battletoads is probably going to be that. Battletoads. Um, I'm trying to look up at all the... So okay. I would love to see them, and this is like the big one, and it's probably going to maybe lean more in Nintendo's wheelhouse, but bring us Banjo-Kazooie to Smash, you know? Yeah, that would be so. pretty dope. So apparently they own um, Compulsion Games. Uh, I don't know what they work on. The Coalition, which is the studio that works in Gears of War. Mojang, that does Minecraft. Okay. They got Ninja Theory, of course. Playground Games, known for the Forza, Forza okay. series. Uh, rare, like you said. 343 Industries, that's Halo. In Exile Entertainment. I, I forget what they worked on. Something called Microsoft Casual Games. Apparently uh-huh. they're in charge of Solitaire and Minesweeper, so hope, hopefully we get a big Sick. Minesweeper announcement. I want a pinball game. <laughs> uh, Obsidian, The Initiative, which is a newer studio that was set up uh, from, what, ex-Call uh, of Duty devs. They also worked on Visceral. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? The no. leads? Okay, cool. Hopefully they got something. Turn 10 Studios, which also works on Forza. What's going on here? Probably a support studio. Oh, I think they're the main studio, and then Playground Games did Horizon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Uh, and then Undead Labs, who does State of Decay. I don't think we're going to see anything from Undead Labs, <laughs> to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, out of that suite, there could be could be a new star player, a game we didn't know that we're going to love, Maybe. but... I think we're going to see a lot of third-party support, a lot of cool things. I think it's um, going to be the, like a lot of that, and then like a, a lot of f- emphasis on their push into next-gen, you know, cloud gaming. Yeah, what they're working on. Yeah, like wise. are they going to do hardware? Is the question. I honestly don't feel too confident that we're going to see like a big Xbox Two announcement there. No. I think we might get a tease where they're going to be like, "Hey, by the way, in January of next year, we're going to show you more of this." Yeah. and we're going to show like, you oh, our okay. anaconda. Yeah, we're going to show you the big old anaconda. Yeah. Now, this is going to be the place where we think Capcom is going to make their announcements, okay? Mm. Okay. Yeah, because it's the only other place that it could happen, unless, like, 
there's some Capcom support with Nintendo, maybe more ports or something like that. Yeah, I think that's probably highly likely. Um, again, Dino Crisis is everyone's favorite pick. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to do a Dino Crisis. I'm going to say it right now. Okay. I don't. The, the last 18 years have shown me that they aren't going to do another Dino Crisis. Mm-hmm. Why now? Just because Resident Evil 2 is a hit? That fucking Resident Evil 4, 5, 6 were financial hits, and that didn't make... Uh, Capcom make a Dino Crisis, so I don't understand why the remake too. I think it's just different times. I think they're more receptive to their audience and okay. what people are asking for. They've been doing a lot of outreach. What do you guys want to see? Mm. What do you guys like about Resident Evil 2? What could we do moving forward? And I think the capabilities of the RE engine maybe gave them some leverage to do things that they couldn't do before. Yeah. So, we'll see. I think there's a potential that Onimusha is the game that they've been shoring up and trying to like make and... Yeah. The remaster of the first game sold kind of soft mm-hmm. for them. I think it's, it did okay. Not enough to be like, you know what? We're going full AAA with a remaster. But maybe it's one of those situations where it's like, fuck. We already had something like that in development. And mm-hmm. eh, full speed ahead. I think that might be the announcement. Everyone goes like, oh, really? On Amisha? But did we get that at Microsoft? Or is that more of a Sony thing? You know? would like Is that a state of play thing for Sony down the line? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't. Onimusha is not a PlayStation exclusive, so oh, okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, these days anyway, it's not. It came out on Xbox as well. Okay. Um, what about a Street Fighter? I don't know. Hmm. I really don't know. I feel like they they have a lot of work to to do to shore up their fighting game scene again because like they had a renaissance with four and on and Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three, mm-hmm. and that kind of got shot to shit with how Street Fighter 5's launch was kind of shitty mm. and how uh marvel versus capcom infinite is kind of a dull thud of a sequel to yeah. a very beloved franchise yeah i i don't know i i think they're gonna be quiet on the fighting game front okay. for a little while interesting i will be surprised and shocked and excited if they come out and go like hey here's a marvel versus capcom exactly as you want mm-hmm. here's all modern characters and here's a fucking great art style to it i would be like thank you thank you whose dick can i suck which one this one this is great <laughs> It, it would be cool, but I don't honestly see it being so much brand dilution in terms of like all the games that are coming out, Marvel's Avengers, Ultimate mm-hmm. Alliance. Yeah. Sure, yeah, sure. So. It might get buried. I feel like as far as like hype goes, people are going to be more hyped about Marvel's Avengers yeah. and whatever the next Spider-Man's going to be than they are about NBC right yeah. now. Maybe, maybe wait on it. Uh, moving on from Microsoft, however, sure. I got you... Oh, Bethesda. The, the dock closed. Bethesda. We already talked about Bethesda. I really feel like there's nothing else there. I don't think they're going to set the world on fire unless they have just a completely brand new game to show off. Which would be cool, but I feel like with the way they develop and how long it takes for games to get going for them, yeah, Starfield I mean, and fucking ESO or Elder Scrolls Six are what we're going to see next. ESO? Yeah. Oh, God, we are going to see some ESO shit, yeah. aren't we? And we're just going to be like, what the fuck? Or, or, oh, here's another fucking Elder Scrolls card game. God damn it. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. Fallout the card game. <laughs> That's what's next. That's what's next on the docket. I swear to you. Hey, you guys remember uh, Elder Scrolls Legends? Yeah. No, barely. <laughs> well, now we got Fallout Legends. Like, oh, okay, cool. Fallout 76 pickup. It's a new card game. You're going to love it. Yeah, but keep in mind, they, yeah. this is also a publisher, so they may, again, I think the only way they can really surprise is say, hey, here's a new studio, and here's a new game from the studio mm-hmm. that you did not know about whatsoever. Sure. Not a sequel, not a, not a rehash. Here you go. So maybe that's it. But Ubisoft. 
We know about Watchdogs. We know maybe a Splinter Cell will be there. Mm-hmm. I think that might be the most hype announcement yeah. from them. And we, I almost feel like it's definite that we're going to see the Vikings uh, Assassin's Creed, which is uh, Ragnarok is what it's being called. I think we're going to see that for sure. I think it's going to be a lot of what Odyssey already did. <laughs> I don't think we get anything in terms of major gameplay. I think we get maybe no. a teaser because they're on this bi-annual schedule now where every two years they're gonna have a new assassin's creed i think we're gonna get more support for odyssey and then maybe at the end we'll get like a logo for ragnarok for 2020 yeah that's it that's like legit all i think we get you think anything else in their catalog might make like a return or i mean i know beyond good and evil has been kind of kind of in the background as a super ambitious game that just looks too good to be true in Mm. most instances I don't know if they're going to show more of that or no, just they're going quiet. To. Yeah. Well, I I remember last year they were still like kind of corralling creators to come on board and help with that project. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think we'll probably get a little more because it's been a year since that happened. So, yeah, a little bit of that. Obviously, we're going to fucking get Just Dance 2020 because that's this fucking franchise will support till people don't have yeah. legs that'll be the first fucking <laughs> oh that's a hard uh dance dance to design for legless, yeah. legless. <laughs> dance dance <laughs> um I, I don't know ubisoft is kind of like one of those things where it's like delight me if you can otherwise it's kind of status quo yeah they they have some hits along the way that have just kind of surprised the hell out of me like i don't know i do want to see more division two support obviously um, I think we're going to see more of this Ghost Recon game that uh, yeah. Google showed off. Show yeah. me more John Barenthal. That game looks sick as hell. Yeah, maybe. I don't um, know. You I, want, you I've want... missed out on every Ghost Recon for the last, like, ten years. So, yeah. I, I I don't know. I have okay. no stake That's in fair. that series. You want to surprise me, though? I don't know. This is a weird one. Go, go it speaks to my childhood. Maybe work with uh, Nintendo here, you know? Get a little port or remaster of the Ubisoft-published... Sucker Punch developed Rocket Robot on Wheels. Oh my <laughs> give god. Me, give dude. me Rocket, bro. Holy <laughs> shit. That game was pretty good, was though. Great. I'm I'm not fucked up about that. Yeah. If they were like, hey, by the way, Rocket on Wheels, I don't care how confused <laughs> all of these baby journalists in that crowd are, I'll fucking stand up. Like, <laughs> it was fun. There was puzzles. There was deep exploration. It was, it was great. It was great. Had a red cartridge amazing fuck yeah amazing i uh, i get it otherwise i don't know okay i got yeah. you move on square move enix on. square enix square enix i think they're opposed to surprise and delight this year we know that we're gonna see marvel's avengers we're gonna see what they got up their sleeve we already mm-hmm. kind of have an idea what that is so sure. i don't, I don't want to spend too much time on that one we already talked about it last week mm-hmm. but here's my prediction Everyone's it's it's not new. It's not new. No. But I really do think we're gonna see Final Fantasy sixteen. I think so too. I think so too. Even if it's like just a teaser, mm-hmm. we're gonna know about it. We're gonna see it. And they're gonna tease that like, hey, 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 it's a return to the old fantasy art style. Yeah, like the throwback to like nine or eleven, more fantasy, more medieval. Right. Less like tech centric futuristic stuff or yeah. modern steampunk if yeah. you do see technology. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I would be down as fuck for that. Mm-hmm. I would be like, yeah, actually, because I talked about it a long time ago. I was like, I want 15s open worldness built, bake it out a little bit better than what mm-hmm. you had there, but I want the fantasy style of the old games. That was the thing about 15 for me where it's like it had the heart of a Final Fantasy game, but the, the it didn't feel like the world of a Final Fantasy. Yeah, essentially. Is, yeah. So I, I think we're going to see that, and I think it's it, it's not going to be like a return to turn base. No, 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 no. They're going down this thread where they're like, hey, oh, wow. 
despite your, you know, your tears, 15 sold pretty goddamn well mm-hmm. for having its gameplay, and we're going down the same path with Remake 7. You know, it's going to be that action style. I'm okay with that. I like the, the battle system like of 15 it. a lot. I just don't want to see it go the game a service route. I want to see them actually, like, bake out a game and put True. it out completely. I don't want to see... I also don't want it to be, like, another MMO, MMO. situation. Yet. I don't want that either, yeah. honestly. Like, we have 14. 14 is its own resounding yeah. success, yeah. and it still has its support. And I think it's going to be one of those things, if you do announce an MMO 16, I'm going to be like, okay, skip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't wait until 17. <laughs> you know? I yeah. hope they don't do that. I don't know. Made, we'll see. Made of money, though. Otherwise, I do think we're going to get Final Fantasy VII Remake. We're going to get a release window for Episode One. Mm-hmm. More gameplay. It's probably going to be like the first 10, 15 hours of the game, to be honest, like in terms of like that episode. And then, yeah, maybe like release windows for the other two episodes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You want to make a bold prediction on that release window for episode one? January. January, January. or February. Yeah, just because of when Kingdom Hearts came out, I think. That's fair. Yeah. I'm going to go real bold. Sure. October. No. It's only one episode. It is not uh, the full fucking game. Okay, that's fair. I would say October. Okay. Late October. Trying to think of like traditionally when Final Fantasy games come out, because like fifteen was like December, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. end of the year kind Final of. Final Fantasy twelve was October. Final Fantasy thirteen was a spring. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, there's some credence to that. I think maybe, I, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. I think I think we're getting closer and closer, and they're getting like a little more confident about showing that game because mm-hmm. we're closer to like, hey, you know what? We have episode one down to like a certain degree. Let's mm-hmm. get it out there. But there you go. Otherwise, we have a lot of Square Enix like third party stuff. How likely do you think we're going to see uh, Tomb Raider? How likely is it for them to be like, hey, another Tomb Raider? A new Tomb Raider? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think they are still supporting um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So for some reason, maybe one last like expansion burst yeah. for that. Um, who would would it be? You think it would be Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics still, or would it be another studio or? Would it be kind of like the Arkham Origins situation where it's like, you know, different studio working on it? I don't know, because like both of those studios, like Crystal and Edis, are working on Avengers. Yeah. So maybe it's one of those things where it's like, we have nobody for Tomb Raider, so it, it's going it's going on a break until next gen, you know? I wouldn't be mad about that. Maybe I think it should take some time to like, you know, give it an identity check, figure <laughs> out what that franchise needs to be going That's forward. the best way to put it. It yeah. needs an identity check after Shadow. It's just like, mm-hmm. you don't know what you are anymore. Yeah. You're... you're now you're just you're a shadow of the former games. I mean, I love I love those games. I think the gameplay is really great. The exploration's a lot of fun. I it gives me a lot of what Uncharted doesn't. I know. Um, but then again, Uncharted gives me the narrative that Tomb Raider doesn't. So it's you know it's kind of a back and forth there. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I want to see. Like I said before, I want to see a return of an old RPG favorite, whether it's Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross. Um, like you said, maybe we'll see some Project Octopath Traveler support. I think so too. I yeah. think I think it's likely we might see like a part two or maybe some sort of like stopgap between part one and part two. Mm-hmm. Something where it's like, hey, here's this smaller game yeah. based in that universe. I don't know. I wouldn't be mad about a uh, I don't know what? a Final Fantasy thirteen trilogy port remaster situation. Uh, okay, I wouldn't be mad about that at all. Uh, yeah, I'm sure because I would play Final Fantasy thirteen again. You know, <laughs> I don't think you could make me do that. No. Yeah, no, I don't think I, I, I okay. would get... The, you know what would be my most hyped FF announcement? Hmm. You know it. You know it. Eight? Eight for the okay. Switch. Eight for the Switch, bitch. It took them months it. to get the licensing and rights for it, but man, they're finally going to do it. I'm fucking doing it! And then, like, it'll probably sell the softest out of all the ones Maybe. that they <laughs> announced for the Switch. It's possible, because, like, 
It was this week that all the Final Fantasy soundtracks became available on Spotify, right? Not just all of the Final Fantasy game soundtracks, Daniel. And the movie ones. Yeah. The Spirits Within soundtrack. The most important one of all. It's on there. And it starts with James Will going, ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think we're going to get some Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC stuff, because they announced that last month or the month before. I got you. I, I really think that's it for it, like for Square Enix, like of what they could do. Maybe they could surprise us with something else. Maybe some other, you know, team up with another studio. Maybe they work with Platinum Games again. I don't know. I don't know. I do know we're gonna get. Oh God, I don't know how they're framing it, but Quiet Man Part Two, essentially. Are you fucking kidding? What? They're doing more support for it. Yeah. No, they're that, not. That game is not complete. No, they. So we're gonna see more of the Quiet Man. It re- it should remain <laughs> unfinished. This is the most inadvisable move they have ever done. Literally, release thirteen on every platform is a better idea than fucking supporting Quiet Man any more than ha- the how what they have. No, fuck this. What are they gonna do? More sound support? <laughs> what the fuck? soundtrack deal subtitle dlc fuck you it's quiet man get out of here get out of here give me bouncer too before i ever do that nintendo sure we'll we'll wrap this up because we we got to get out of here yeah but nintendo (laughs) i think it would be the funniest fucking thing in the world if no animal crossing (laughs) (laughs) i'm actually i will bet all of my e3 betting chips that we're not gonna get animal crossing we're not gonna get animal crossing at e3 it will happen this year but it won't happen at e3 and people are gonna be so fucking salty dude so salty it's gonna be amazing i feel like they they got pokemon out of the way because it's like they don't want to show it at e3 you know i mean they're still gonna show more of it at the treehouse event yeah sure. yeah which is cool which yeah. is cool um but like otherwise i think no metroid prime 4 that's mm-hmm. not gonna be shown definitely smash ultimate announcements mm-hmm. uh for the dlc characters i don't know who they are gonna add now that mm-hmm. would fucking light the world on fire uh i mean they have three characters left so they have we'll three see. characters left so it's like choose carefully um but what else can nintendo do for you i i don't i mean i mean we got a lot of the big ones out of the way we got a Yoshi title this year. We got Mario Maker 2. Yeah, we're not going to get a big, like, a Mario Odyssey sequel. That's not going to happen uh, this year. Unless it's, like, a teaser, but, yeah, yeah. no, we're not going to get that. Um, I, my hopes was for another Zelda title. Um, I know we're getting the Link's Awakening remake this sure. fall. Hopefully we get a day and date for it. I think that'd be pretty cool. More gameplay from it. Although, like, what else do you really need to show? They kind of showed enough at the Nintendo Direct It's like, it. we get it. Yeah, we, like, I know what that game's going to be. Yeah, for um, sure. But I would like to see a little more for that, maybe a little more port support you know get me some of those port gamecube support. or wii games zelda titles rather yeah yeah on the switch um i think it's gonna be a lot of ports to be honest yeah no i agree i think yeah. it's gonna be a lot of that um i think we're gonna see some indie stuff too if mm-hmm. if, if that's there i'm gonna come year of dreams at you sure year of dreams at this mm-hmm. and this is something that i want them to announce gamecube support on the switch that'd be cool i want them to say hey you have nintendo online if not for free these titles mm-hmm. At least they're at like you know a good price point, yeah. like seven ninety nine. Here you go. Here's Wave Race. Here's Luigi's Mansion One. Here's this mm-hmm. game. Here's that game. Here's Eternal Fucking Darkness. Yes, Kevin, you can play Eternal Darkness for the first time in twelve years. Dennis Dyack is dead, <laughs> <laughs> but this game will live on eternally. <laughs> no, I, I would like that because like they've been doing some pretty slow rolling support for Nintendo Online, and we both have it. And I would like to see more support for the. The years of Nintendo that I hold dear, you know, N64, SNES, GameCube. 
Yeah, I get it. I get that. it. And I think they need to make um, a better argument for Nintendo Switch Online right mm-hmm. now. Because I think it's more of the, like, yeah, we need to see more things like uh, Tetris 99. We need to see that kind of support where it goes, hey, you should want this because you're missing out on really, really cool stuff. That's the reason that I got it. I was like, you know what? And I didn't regret it. I was like, $10 a year for this fucking Tetris game? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, wait, I have all these old NES games? Yeah. Cool. You know? I think we get a stupid announce for, announcement for another Tetris 99 tournament. Oh, fuck. Like... Yeah, cool. Cool, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping. I, I don't know. I, I won't count Nintendo out. I think something big is in the works, mm. but I just can't put my finger they on it. They always find ways to surprise. That's what I want. So, And they deliver. They've been delivering so much with the Switch. I mean, other than for Animal Crossing fans. But for, you know, us, it's been a huge pleasure being a Nintendo fan the last, like, two years. So, Let me, let me throw this one at you, then. Mm. Super Wario World. Here we go, baby. All right. Full-on 3D <laughs> Wario game. Give traveling the capital W. The capital w. <laughs> Co-op with Wall Luigi. Okay. Wah. I'm not fucked up about that. Wow, Luigi. Uh, I'm the best. I'm number one. You'll <laughs> never win. <laughs> I hate you, Luigi. What are we? Fuck your face. <laughs> <laughs> I think we get... Um, more from Astral Chain. Uh, ooh, more Platinum ooh, Games. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Nintendo stuff there. Yeah, show me uh, more, more Astral Chain. I like those Bandana, teams. Maybe. I knows? like those collabs. Maybe, who knows, maybe uh, Nier Automata comes to the Switch, you know? Oh, that would be cool. That would be cool. Would be- I, th- I honestly think we're going to get a lot of ports. Like, I don't think it's out of the question for fucking The Witcher 3 to come over. Yeah, that, that might Fantasy be the big games. one. I honestly so. think Switcher 3 might be a thing. Switcher 3. Switcher 3. <laughs> I like that. I'm not the first to coin it, but yeah, mm-hmm. that, I think that might be a thing. Um, and I will say on the point, I think it was so interesting. I saw somebody online. I think it was, uh, what's his name? Daniel something? Uh, uh, the guy that has the Dynasty Warriors yeah, avatar, know, and he's right. always talking about like... Daniel Ahmad? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, he was talking about it's like everyone acts like Persona Five is the fucking end all be all of like it, it's like this resounding success, but like honestly, near Autonoma sold way more than it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it should come to the Switch. It deserves to come to the Switch more than Persona. People, How do you feel? People need to play that game. People need to play that game. But I mean, I don't know. My get hype moment would be like I said, give me the fucking dark side of the coin with Breath of the Wild. Give me an expansion or different sort of version of that game. Give me the Majora's Mask version of Breath of the Wild. That's what I want. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I want something fun in that world. Ooh. Yeah, flip the mechanics a little bit. Give me a little more exploration. Give me dungeons that I actually like, you know? Yeah, no, that's so. fair. I like it. I like it too. That's all I got. Well, I, can't, I can't predict anything more, dude. Uh, yeah, like you said last week, I'm you're predicted. not fucking. What, Nostradamus? Game Adamus? Nostradamus? Oh, a fucking Game Adamus over here. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a hype weekend. A lot of announcements. You're going to see us live tweeting at Save Room Show on Twitter. Uh, Kevin's probably going to do some live reacts because I'm going to be working mm. and doing some shit here and there. So, yeah. That's the past, though. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Full on Back to the Future game <laughs> for the Switch. Drive the DeLorean. Okay. Hang out with Doc Brown. Sure. That's my prediction. Okay. Hey, I like it. You got some good predictions in your brain. All right. Well, any okay. yep. end of the episode housekeeping here? End of the episode housekeeping, uh, you, you kind of already did it. But uh, once again, we really would appreciate uh, if you follow us, if you share us, if you if you dig on any of this content. Thank you, first of all. Second of all, we're always open to feedback. We love. We want to be more interactive with our community. Yeah. So you can hit us up at Save Room Show on Twitter and be like, hey, guys, I yeah. hope you talk about this fucking... You know, Waluigi fucks the world game that you guys want to make some more. Just do that. Just and do this that is on the share us too. Like, if you have a home that needs a Kevin or Daniel, 
we're available. We are available. We will come to your home. We we will clean. Not well. Yeah. But we will clean. Yeah, our Swiffer needs some some juice, but... You just gotta feed us, mama. That's all? We just need some chicken fingies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this got weird. Happy E3, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Gamer Christmas. Chicken fingies. Fuckers.